I'm Colin Bunn, and I'm a close personal friend of the Court of Nerds. Hello, once again, it is the... What, what, are, what did we decide on? The Z-Team? Uh, yeah, uh, I think in deference to Dragon Ball that we <laughs> we are... I'm obviously Krillin. Uh, you're probably Yamcha. Yes! Everything's coming up Millhouse. But yeah, we have the Z-Team, which is coincidental with ZJs. And if you have to ask, little man, you can't afford it. Uh, I'm Grant. That's Kevin. And we're gonna, we're going to head on the four pillars of pillory. Woohoo! Woohoo indeed! Uh, I'm, I'm all hot under the collar over what Kevin just sent me, so I would like to open with tech, if you don't mind. May I? You may, Mr. <laughs> Dad Tech. <laughs> so, I'm, I would say I'm the most reddity of our little uh, cadre of uh, freaks and geeks. Uh, I love Reddit. I won't lie. I got rid of Facebook on my phone, so now I'm all Reddit all the time on my phone. I love it. I think it's, a, <laughs> I think it's wonderful. What does uh, that do to your mentality? It makes me uh, quick to snark on something. Very, very, oh. very quick to snark. So any filter that you might have had <laughs> that even Facebook would have mm-hmm. limited you to is gone. Gotta get them upvotes, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you sent over a piece from PCMag.com that says, Don't use Reddit. Perhaps this redesign will entice you. First off, if all it takes... <laughs> is a redesign of, like, one of the greatest information-gathering accessible websites to young people. Slow slow down. Slow down. <laughs> P- okay, pumping brakes. Pumping brakes. Uh, <laughs> then, then clearly, you don't deserve your Reddit. Number two is if you're not using Reddit Enhancement Suite to look at regular Reddit, then my gosh, what are you, what are you doing? It's like you're wearing toe socks without shoes. And it just looks creepy, and it's not going to guard your feet. And this is not a visual medium, so I wish you could see Kevin's face when I say things like that. <laughs> I, I'm immediately thinking of somebody, like, wearing toe socks in, like, Tevas. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, quick tangent. Can you imagine, like, someone's grandpa wearing toe socks with sandals? Like those old man dual Velcro Costco sandals? No, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> this train is already derailed. And this is this is what this Reddit redesign nonsense has done has done to me. They say that they compared it to where is it? Uh, Reddit has been working on a new layout to make the site more welcoming and less like dystopian Craigslist, which I find <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that chaotic nature of Reddit is kind of what makes it endearing. Is it's it's like the wild west of just people commenting on whatever. Cleaning it up, yeah, that it's good, but again with Reddit Enhancement Suite, that takes care of a lot of the the presentation and the never ending Reddit and all that stuff, so I guess hooray, sort of. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want your fire hose to be more of a garden hose, then sure. Yeah. Why not? It seems like this is it just looking at the pictures they posted, it kind of reminds me of how uh, recently Google Chrome has been uh, tidied up and it looks a bit more, I don't know, I can't even think of the right word I want to use. It's clean. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Reddit and clean do not go together. Yeah, this is just, I'm, 
There's a Reddit for everything, folks. Uh, and some of this stuff won't look good with the redesign. Uh, having said that, and heavily referencing the post uh, issues Reddit had with Jailbait, uh, and if you don't know, look it up but not at work, I'd like to go to the other thing I found for tech, which I found really interesting because, uh, Kevin, like me, you also like to do a little trading of the old stocks from time to time. Yep. Uh, and one of the things I like to look for is things that I use that have a, a high potential for return on investment. Spotify went with its, it's, it's available to purchase, but the cool thing they did is they went public without using an IPO. They basically went for a direct listing. They're not really going through banks or partners or anything like that. It's the price that they're listed for is is the price. And I think this is actually very smart for them. I mean, despite the fact that the New York Stock Exchange put a Swiss flag out instead of <laughs> the Swedish flag. Like, how can you confuse the two? But, uh, yeah, let's be honest. Brokers are... You know, not necessarily the most world savvy. Uh, the I think this is very smart, especially in the market that we see currently. Mm -hmm. uh, the the I mean, God, every day uh, up 400, down 400. You know, it's uh, Nasdaq continues the drop. This has been the worst start of April, you know, since the Great Depression, yeah. you know, but we're not in a bear market. We're not in a bear market. Yes, of course, of course, uh, of course not. And so, uh, what they're doing with you know, if you put out a a public offering uh, right away, you have a chance to ruin your company very quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I wouldn't. Uh, this takes some of the the fate, yeah, the earnings out of your hand too. You take some of the earnings out of your hand, but take some of the the whims of the market uh, off the table. Yeah, this feels like it's it's cutting out the middleman to give you a more stable company to invest in. And it won't dick you around, which is something that I feel a lot of young investors, especially if you're just dabbling on E-Trade, that can lead to a lot of knee-jerk reactions. Because if it's fluctuating one way or the other just far too often, it can make you lose interest or panic. And no one wants to be in that position where they, they pulled the trigger on a hasty deal. So I, I, do, I really do like... Spotify going public without the IPO. It's it's really cool. And uh, one of the investors says that he thinks this could be like a, a, a thing that a potential roadmap for future companies. What do you think of Spotify as a product? As a product, I like it. Hmm. I, I respect the fact that they still like the free version uses advertisers still. And it's not that bad. It's only like what, 30 seconds, maybe a minute tops. And then you get maybe 30 minutes to an hour of the music you like. I respect the fact that the premium on your phone, it's just shuffle play. It's shuffle play yeah. only and you get the ads. I think it's a, it's a good buy if you want to buy premium. It's, I've had the promotion yes. uh, for that, uh, like a month or two premium. I liked it. Uh, I can't budget that out because I'm a comic book fiend. So <laughs> you, need, you need that money. Yeah, it's, it's very dire. Now that DC is putting out like, seven imprints and 52 books total. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Spotify is a good product that, you know, were I to get some more money to drop into the old stock market, I would look at buying Spotify because it's something I believe in. 
I did not utilize Spotify until November of last year. Really? And you're going to laugh. And the reason is, is because Microsoft was migrating all of its uh, groove music passes over into Spotify. And so like all the music and, and, and the problem is I have this ginormous library that dates back from it, it was originally called Xbox Music okay. way back in like 2006. <laughs> uh, and then it changed to, you know, Windows Music and then it got rebranded as Groove Music uh, when Windows 10 came out. And then they just decided, well, Spotify does it better than we do. So we're just going to give all our Groove members Spotify. All right. <laughs> and so, like, I got, I was like, all right, how do I migrate all? And it was ridiculously easy, and it worked well. And I used it for probably three months. And then I was just like, nah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to use Amazon. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I used Amazon Music. And then Amazon pulled the rug out that you couldn't use their cloud service anymore for all of, unless you paid for it. Yeah. And, and so now I'm a little miffed and I might have to end up going back to Spotify because, uh, if I'm doing any streaming, uh, I, you know, it's just off of something that I have on OneDrive or something. Right. I, I've been very dissatisfied with Amazon music since they went from like just prime members get Amazon music and it's awesome. Now they've added another level to it and it's just, it's frustrating. And Spotify to its credit now carries a ton of podcasts. Yeah. So you can do quite well with Spotify as your sole streaming uh, engine. Yeah, and Amazon, I mean, let's be honest, they're going to have to make up that money because their stock keeps dropping every time the president of the United States decides to say something. <laughs> poor Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah, that poor billionaire. <laughs> That's all I got for tech this week, and I'm going to volley the ball over to you. All right. How about I talk about television? Television sound good? Yeah, I like television. All right. Television is this technology where... Sign- radio signals are beamed into people. I'm okay. That's going a little too far. How about I just talk about the return of one of my favorite shows over the past two years, and that is Westworld. Oh, I was uh, I was banking on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that's 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 a close. Well, it's that might be third after Project Runway. <laughs> if you thought the guests in season one of Westworld were ill mannered. Then you might want to shield your eyes when Shogun World is introduced in Season 2. Thanks to the new trailer for HBO's critically acclaimed sci-fi western, we now know that Feudal Japan-inspired Park was the first teased in the show's Season 1 finale is definitely going to be in the upcoming plot point. According to the new details of HBO released on Tuesday, it has a fake like website called uh, Delos Destinations Marketing. It's really, <laughs> it's super meta, it's, it's really funny. Shogun World is apparently a doozy of an experience. From that site, quote, For those whom Westworld is not enough, the true connoisseur of gore can indulge their fantasies with the slash of a katana. End quote. That's part of the site description. Quote, Modeled after Japan's Edo period, Shogun World offers a chance for guests to embrace their inner warrior in a landscape of the highest beauty and darkest horror. Let your true self take shape in a land where self-discovery is an art form. End quote. If you watch the trailer, it has some beautiful uh, Nirvana uh, heart-shaped box uh, cover 
that's all piano and orchestral and it it is like heart pounding and it 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 is beautiful that's one of the things i like the music from the first season of westworld was just so good and fits so well but the season two it comes out here april 22nd uh 9 p.m on hbo and uh, I'm so looking forward to it. Did you watch the first season, Grant? I got several episodes in, and then I think I got distracted by, like, a ball of foil. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently not enough nudity and, and violence. Yeah, yes, it was d- not nearly enough nudity to satiate my debaucherous needs. <laughs> Continuing in television... <laughs> Neil Gaiman and uh, Akiva Goldsman are reportedly teaming up on a TV adaption of Mervyn Peake's sprawling five novel series, Gorman Heist, or <laughs> Gorman Gast, or Gorman Gast. I'm guessing it's Gorman Gast. The story follows the inhabitants of Castle Gormengast, a sprawling, decaying, gothic like structure with the raft of characters, including Titus, the heir to the throne of House Groan. Screaming Kitchen Boy, Steerpike, and twist twin sisters, Cora and Claris. The project will mark the first television adaption of the book since the BBC turned the first two books into a four-part series in 2000, starring Jonathan Reyes Myers and Christopher Lee. Ooh. Yes, the late Christopher Lee. Moment of silence. That's about enough. Sorry, uh, man. Anyway... <laughs> Barry Spikings of Deer Hunter fame and David Stern of Howard's End are also set to executive produce with the showrunners to be described here shortly thereafter. Uh, No real date yet, so when this is coming out. And that's TV! We're going to do a hop, skip, and a jump over to Vidya Games, which you play on your television. You're going to claim that uh, my games and stuff this week is a cop-out, but you know, I'm a little weasel. First thing I wanted to talk about was an upcoming cover to Game Informer. Would you like to know what's on the cover of that Game Informer, Kevin? I'm guessing it's something that ha- that makes thwippy sounds. It is. It is Alex Ross, who's basically the best painted comic artist in the world, did this amazing splash cover of the new Sony Spider-Man game for Game Informer. And the oh, way so he portrays the costume. I, I liked the costume going into this. I love this representation of it. I cannot wait for this game. And this cover just makes me even more stoked for it. Hey, uh, you saw the, the trailer that was associated with that. Yes. If you pause like 23 seconds in, you see the original costume. Just saying. Uh, I don't care. This one looks gorgeous. <laughs> okay. Continue. Uh, I'm basically, I just wanted to, to fawn over how excited I am th- about this game. Because the last Spider-Man game I played that I was obsessed with... Do you remember uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man game where you could play as Spider-Man or Venom? From PlayStation 2 and X, the original Xbox. You are darn tootin', that's right. Circa, wait, wait. Circa 2005, I believe. <laughs> because I was working at Electronics Boutique in Milwaukee for beer money while I was in grad school. <laughs> and that game came out that spring and true or false that game was amazing true i actually I, I really did love the animation yeah was really really good the story i mean the story was if you're people that weren't used of the 1610 
kind of hated it mm-hmm. because this isn't our Eddie Brock and this isn't our Venom and, right. and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, people like us that, that that loved it and collected those comics and stuff, I, th- I thought it was a great adaption and it was really good. Yeah, so I'm just, this just further fuels the fire for this game. I don't buy a lot of games brand new, but I'm going to make an exception for this one. It looks absolutely engrossing. And if it's even like a fraction like that Ultimate Spider-Man game, I think that's $60 well spent. I would go even far enough to say it can be a system seller. Really? If if you don't already own a PlayStation 4, you got two really good reasons. Because that's slated for June, and God of War is coming out here shortly. And so you got two AAA titles uh, that are single player that will be coming out. And if you don't own a system, this is... These would be two good reasons to get the system. Yeah, uh, and there's also a God of War PS4 bundle that's coming out. It's about 400 And there's a limited edition God of War PS4 Pro bundle, which is coming out in uh, April 20th. And I have a good feeling this thing is just going to go fucking bananas uh, on Amazon, any retailer, uh, for $400 again. So good luck finding that one. comes out April 20th. And another game I wanted to talk about right now is it's spring let's talk baseball mlb the show 18 is is available and people have had time to review it and i know polygon has a really good review right now by samet sarkar uh where he played the road to the show mode in the past uh playing 16 and 17 the main thing that he discusses is how in 16 and 17 the road to the show is fun because you can basically max out your guy like 99s all around if you play long enough (laughs) <laughs> and it's unfair, but it's kind of awesome, because who doesn't want to hit 50 home runs and steal 130 bases? But with this road to the show, they kind of cap that. They make you choose a profile for the type of player you want to be, and this kind of inhib- or prohibits you from getting that godlike 99 all around. For Is example, there an option to create gift baskets to hand out to people after they party at your house? <laughs> it's the jeets the jeets effect yes and it also uh ends up selling all the valuable pieces of your new business venture without any any feelings of remorse yeah we don't we're not jeter fans around here (laughs) sorry gang but with this one it 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 kind of prohibits what you can do in the the road to the show which I'm, i'm kind of bummed about because it's fun to dominate when you have earned the right to dominate yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like turning the the game difficulty down to, like, normal or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, I'm just going to be a god. Yeah, I, I love sports games because I love statistics. Yeah. And when you're playing, like, an NHL game, you can keep everything at a reasonable le- level while your skill reaches that level and above. And true or false, it's super fun to score 75 goals in a season. <laughs> it's to- totally is uh, one of my favorite things to do like when playing with friends and stuff online like nhl games is just like turn up the hits so every <laughs> every time you check somebody they go flying and so the game just because pass 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 constant passing because mm-hmm. you don't want to sit with the puck because you're gonna get targeted yeah and the this in turn kind of matches up with one of my main problems with the madden franchise aside from you know they don't change anything, anything <laughs> yearly. Is with video games, I like a degree of re- realism, but it's a it's a fucking video game. I want the escapism. I want to be able to be awesome at this. If the defensive line isn't going to allow me to rush for a hundred yards a game, 
that I will quickly lose interest. And with this, if I can't hit like 40 home runs as a rookie, I'm going to lose interest pretty quickly. I, 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 You just said if you can't run 100 yards a game. You mean like the Lions since 2013? Uh, we're going a lot of inside, inside sports with this one. But that is sad and true. And uh, with also MLB The Show, Samit Sakar also said that the franchise mode is again underwhelming. And I feel mm. like that's something that's just all around shitty for sports games in general is people are focusing more towards the online gameplay instead of people that want to do franchises. And that seems kind of unfair because I like those solo campaign stuff. I oh, like yeah. building things. Me too. I, and I, and something I love is couch co-op too, or, Ooh. you know, playing with somebody next to you, whether they're, I mean, that, that still is the case for most sports games that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's, it's a downgraded experience from yesteryear. Which is sad, because Gold and I just established Couch Co-op as one of the most fun party things you can do. Yeah, fortunately, we still have Smash Brothers, but, you know. <laughs> if there's a difference in skill level in that game, the, <laughs> it's it's very, very apparent very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, that's my... So, show, two thumbs up? I'm gonna hold out until it's cheaper. Because right. right now, I don't feel any urge to drop like big bucks on this if this is what road to the show is going to be like and the only changes are just updates in the graphics what is uh what is the baseball manager 2018 or 3000 or what is it the the that you play on your phone (laughs) it's a pc game yeah uh oh my gosh it's mlb this is it's basically full-on simulation it's put out by out of the park studios and it's just gross like you said, <laughs> you, you dink around with every level of baseball, and I can't help it because it's just wonderful. Oh, I can't find it now. I didn't buy this year's copy. I have last year's, but oh boy, yeah, it's uh, when people see the gaming I do outside of like RPGs, they're gonna be like, "This is so disappointing." Why do you, <laughs> why do, you do this? Ah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. We all have our, <laughs> we all have our little weird niche that we like to fill. Speaking of, uh, would you like to hit up movies? Absolutely. So first thing I'm going to talk about is Infinity War. Filmmakers Anthony and Joe Russo are pleading with fans to, quote, see Avengers Infinity War first and not let details slip out until everyone gets a chance to see it. In a letter they posted on social media, it has been made clear that there will be no advanced screenings of the full film. Upcoming special preview events, such as the public event in UK, along with press junkets, will only show a little bit of footage, almost all of which is expected to be from the film's first act. The first time the film will be screened will in full anywhere will be in Los Angeles premiere on the night of Monday, April 23rd. There's a lot of things happening April 20, 22, 23. Yeah, yeah we, just a few weeks away, people. And... Uh, The rest of the world will get it on that following uh, Thursday and Friday. Media screenings will potentially take place on Tuesday and or Wednesday nights of that week. For now, they say everyone involved in the film has worked incredibly hard over the past two years, maintaining the highest level of secretly. Only a handful of people know the film's true plot, end quote. And that is amazing that it has gone it's been in production for such a long period of time and nobody has let slip anything which makes me feel like 
there is going to be some very significant changes that we're not expecting. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, though. Because as, as longtime comic readers, uh, let me give you an example. I was talking to one of my friends about Bucky Barnes and okay. his role in Captain America's universe. It all started with, is his arm vibranium or not? And we yeah. got discussing about like how the comics are different than the cinematic universe. And one thing that I told her <laughs> that I thought was common knowledge was, oh yeah, like and, and at one point or another, Steve Rogers gets shot and Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America. Yeah. And she went, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And it kind of might work out because Chris Evans' contract is up, but, you know, that might happen. That's been our speculation all along, you know, that uh, I honestly wouldn't, uh, I'd like the character, I'd like Captain America to get passed on. Mm -hmm. The character of Steve Rogers still exist, maybe become the new Nick Fury because, I don't, is Samuel L. even in Infinity War? I don't know. I also don't know if Coulson's going to show up. <laughs> because that would really, oh man, that would throw a monkey wrench into most things. I I have not watched Agents of Coulson or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, since like season two. It has gotten better. I, I kind of petered out last season after they finally showed Ghost Rider, which looked cool. Yeah. I just, it's, I'm not good at watching TV <laughs> anymore. It's well, no, nobody, because we don't watch live TV. We watch it on DVR, mm -hmm. and when you have a DVR full of shows that you want to watch, you end up watching none of them. Mm -hmm. Yep, that totally makes sense. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we're gonna talk about a movie that came out last year. Yes. Yeah, Last Jedi. Uh, in a new <laughs> interview. In a new interview with The Standard, Ryan Johnson has spoken about how extreme some of the reaction has been that he received from the films. Choices that both earned him positive feedback and quite a few death threats. Oh, gosh. Yeah, quote, I knew intellectually what I was letting myself in for. But then when it happens, you're like, oh, my God, this is intense. It's about knowing you're not going to please everyone. But then you still read someone saying that they wish you were dead and it's going to ruin your day. There were death threats. It's balanced by a few things. 90% of the stuff I got online was not only lovely and encouraging, but phenomenally thoughtful. Fans would send me essays on the movie. The other 10% is just loud and gets amplified. At first, I was freaked out, but then I realized the things people were angry about are the things I'm most proud about. <laughs> the film scored a 91% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes and pulled in $1.3 worldwide in box office. Uh, success by any measure, but it also featured a few key decisions, which took the blowtorch to the series that some hold sacred and others found st uh, stolid and devoid of intention. Depending upon your viewpoint going in, those choices were either welcome shakeups or tired formula or disrespectful or soul-crushing heresy. It's... It really ran that gamut, didn't it? Mm -hmm. The comments follow on from Johnson made at South by Southwest the other week where he told LA Times that the franchise had to grow, change, and take risks if it's too survived as nostalgia and deference will only take you so far. Quote, when people ask me, don't you think people are going to get sick of Star Wars movies? To me, that question indicates that they're thinking of Star Wars movies as a museum exhibit that is wheeled out once a year and you can say... Oh, I love that thing. Oh, remember that thing? And yes, if Star Wars is that, people are going to get sick of that really quickly. End quote. 
First, there, there's a couple of things that uh, I think unpack there. First one is death threats. Come on, people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, nerds can be intense. I mean, we're intense. <laughs> I mean, we just... We just talked about Reddit and, <laughs> you know, the IPOs of Spotify. Like, we're super intense. A lot of opinions. Uh, but, come on, like, this this is not your life, man. Like, it's a movie. Get over it. It has no uh, impact on you or anyone you know. <laughs> exactly. But the, the thing that I thought was really insightful there was the, the whole museum exhibit bit. And, like, yeah, if you want the series to move and grow and stuff like that, you need to change things. You need to adapt to new time. Otherwise, it's just going to be, as he said, stolid. You know, it's just going to sit there, and you're going to think fondly back on it for a couple of generations, and then it'll just get lost to the dustbin of history. So if you want something to grow and to continue to survive, you need to change it. I would argue that that's what the Expanded Universe comics did well. They just kept adding layers and layers of new stuff on top of this uh, the Skywalker mythology. And that's all gone! No, I mean, no, no, no. It's, it, it's legacy. It's, you know, or whatever they call it. But regardless, like, that's, that's part of the reason that Star Wars is able to stay so relevant to so many different people was because it, the, the basis of everything, the foundation, still intact, still awesome, but the mythos around it was able to grow and do its own thing. I, gosh, I really liked The Last Jedi. I liked what Ryan Johnson did, and I thought it was really innovative and really gutsy to do a lot of the things that he did. Uh, did, I, did I enjoy the movie? Yes. Did, did I have problems with it? Well, of course, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a picky nerd, and, uh, you know. Uh, but that said, I allow uh, suspension of disbelief and I come to realize, well, I didn't make the movie, so, <laughs> you know, and nobody's ever going to give me a chance to make a Star Wars movie. Yet. Uh, uh, yeah, could you imagine, what would a Star Wars movie look like that we made? It would basically all take place on the Millennium Falcon, and it would yes. be a road trip movie. And it would be constantly playing space chess with Chewbacca. Basically, yeah. That That is exactly, I want an entire, like, 30 minutes at least of... <laughs> 3PO and Chewbacca like playing chess. This is happening right now. So <laughs> who do you want on this ship? We got Chewbacca, 3PO. I want Wicket to be lost within like the ventilation system. And that's like one of the <laughs> subplots is Wicket the Ewok trying to navigate the, the ventilation system of the Millennium Falcon to get within the cockpit, not like the exhaust jet. Uh, except... Like, the ventilation system is filled with porgs that have nested there. <laughs> so you've got those guys, and I need Poe Dameron and, uh, and Finn to be in this movie. Oh, absolutely, and they share a cabin. Mm -hmm. I love Ray. I want Ray to be in there. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Force Ghost. Uh, but, no, oh, I'm sorry, no, he's not going to be, as Mark Hamill himself indicated, he just hopes that he teleported to a nudist colony, so, <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, spoilers, by the way, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I want, I want a naked Mark Hamill just lounging somewhere in the Millennium Falcon and being like, oh, that's sticky. I like where this is going. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a tight hour and a half road trip comedy. Yeah, we're we're ready when you are, uh, Disney. 
Just <laughs> call us up. Call us up. We'll have John to fact check us. <laughs> All right, that's my movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the four pillars. Um, well, we didn't talk about comics. We we purposefully tried not to do comics and comics with some comics on the side. <laughs> uh, but what what are you reading currently uh, that's coming out this week? Uh, well, I uh, just actually I need to go to the mailbox still uh, because. I made the mistake of ordering uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Spider-Man 2 hardback. No, you didn't. I did. That... Because, <laughs> be... now, no, Granthony. <laughs> I don't know how to react to this news. Grant, I have the first one in hardback on my shelf, and the second one exists, and it needs to sit next to it. Does it, though? It, it, it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's something us really odd OCD collectors need to do. Uh Oh, but yeah, so and you know, I'll probably actually read it. Uh what I'll what I'm picking up tomorrow, uh probably Batman 44. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I I'm I kind of want to pick up Curse of the Brimstone number 1, but We'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. Uh, White Knight uh, number seven is out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, the last Jetsons book. Uh, so yeah, have I, to pick that up. I so didn't know I have you were all... still going with that. Yeah. I, well, I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to have all six. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, of course, going to pick up Superman, uh, 44, and wouldn't you know, uh, there's the True Believers books. Do you know them? Are those Uh, the dollar books? Yeah, uh, Avengers versus Thanos, number one, and Thanos, the first, number one. Oh, nice. If you're on the, you know, Venoms, there's Venomized is coming out, too. Probably not picking that up. Oh, but why? (laughs) There's only I'm I'm saving so much of myself for future comics and the death of you know X Men uh, Gold Blue you know which I'm super excited for. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm really gonna look forward to tomorrow is Isola One Number One mm-hmm. from Image and it's put out by a uh, friend of the podcast Brendan Fletcher who had worked on Black Canary and Batgirl. And uh, Motor Crush in the past. And Carl Kerschel, who did some of the artwork for Gotham Academy. He's a great cover artist. And he has a webcomic called The Abominable Charles Christopher, which I find endlessly fulfilling. Uh, but this is uh, like a fantasy book from scratch. And I like it when, when creators uh, are working like in such a synchronous fashion that something like this, which could very easily drop into cliche and trope category that's not enjoyable... When they work like this, it could be something really great. So I'm excited mm. to see how this turns out. I definitely want to pick up the, the first issue. And it's also recommended for fans of Studio Ghibli and the work of Hayao Miyazaki. So Isola number one from Image Comics. Make sure to pick that up if you see it. Well, all right. We kept the comics like under five minutes. That's... Which is just remarkable. But we apologize for everything else we talked about. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's it for the Z team this week. Uh, I'm Grant. I'm Kevin. And stay tuned for more Court of Nerd stuff. Give us a review and rating on iTunes if you would. We appreciate it, and it always helps to spreading the word. And uh, thanks to Tom and Chi Granville for not only uh, keeping our lights on, but for feeding us when we need to eat something comforting. Yes, comforting. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Drew. Tom and Chi Granville is back with some impressive meal deals. Here's what you can look forward to if you stop by and get cheesy. If you're always searching for the kids' menu, look no further than Tom and Chi, where kids under 12 eat free from 4 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday. Or enjoy half-off grilled cheese donuts every Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. And if you download the free Tom and Chi app, pop in every Thursday and get $3 classic grilled cheese sandwiches. Tom and Chi is also proud to support Chia. That's how I say it. A locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's.